0: Everyone, uh, welcome back to Relative Fish season two. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe we are officially in our second season. um It has been a whole lot of fun. It's been a whirlwind. I remember a year ago, this was just a thought in our minds, but look at here, we're in season two, and all the people we've had, we just want to say thank you. Um, for being part of our journey and been becoming part of your journey and all of our people who are listening to us watching us thank you so much because every week you are there for us you are always talking with us and we just want to take this time to say thank you so before we go on I want to ask Lauren first how has your summer been since the, our last official episode how has it been
1: Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been a whole year, actually, from the point where we stopped recording to now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, well, with the, and we'll, you know, talk more about the Summer Spotlight Series, but even then, it still has, it felt like, it feels like we have had a whole, (laughs) you know, all summer. Um, But I've been taking the time to kind of travel um, safely, of course, you know, I know that COVID is still alive and well, unfortunately, but... You know, um, got to see a lot of uh, my family members, which has been really great and uh, done a lot of teaching, which has been really wonderful and actually in person teaching, um, which has been weird, uh, honestly, seeing students in in person now, but that has been really amazing. And just taking the opportunity to really reflect on what my next steps will be later on, which, you know, by the end of the season, we will know what those next steps will be, which I am super excited about. But... I don't know. It's been a, it's been a great summer of just a mixture of everything, you know, work, play, leisure, all of it. What about you, Michael?
2: I'm tired. I should have safeguarded a little bit more of my summer and played golf more, but I was really happy to take two weeks off and like not talk to anybody. Those two weeks were the best two weeks of the whole summer. Like, (laughs) for real. (laughs) So yeah, but that's about it Get getting back with meetings and meetings and meetings and preparing for the semester. Nice. What about you, Mr. Morris?
1: How's it going over there?
0: (laughs) Well, I had a phenomenal summer. It was packed. I um, first started my summer uh, going to Texas for the Art of Band and Wind Conducting Workshop at UT Austin. Um, I got to work with some fantastic people, uh, Professor Junkin, uh, Dr. Setatal, and the faculty at UT Austin. So much fun, learned so much stuff about good old Mozart, as we've talked about in the past. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And also Texas is very hot, but their food is so good. So, so, so good. Um, and then next thing I know it was in Miami, you know, safely uh and then I come back and guess what it's time to work and band camp happened because you know I'm a high school band director so luckily I had Lorraine and I had Michael with me uh to help me with that and then now I am back (sighs) teaching every single day in person everybody's here it's Florida y'all know how Florida is so it's this is not, this will be starting our fourth week back now, um, and it's it's interesting. It's very very interesting. But wow. you know, I'm I'm honestly mad at Michael because he hasn't even started his semester just yet. He
1: hasn't. We over here in the in the brig, like going. Hey. Why are already,
0: We are already wanting a break, and you haven't even
2: started yet.
1: You hate to see it.
2: I know, right? You yeah. really hate to see those
1: it. midwestern schools. They own something. I'm telling you,
2: Laura. You wanted to. You might go to one, so you better watch out. Let me stop.
1: But I mean, it's been great. We have had such an interesting summer. We spent a lot of time together too. Actually, yeah. which, was, which was really great. And you don't really get to do that that often after you know everyone kind of moves to a different part of the country. So um, it was really great being able to reconnect for a little bit during uh during the summer. But uh, we are very excited to be back for season two and to get right back into where we left off. And honestly, it's been so interesting seeing where we have come from, like all of season one, everything that's gone on there, what we have kind of made it into, and what, what our guests have helped us, you know, make it into. It's a conversation. It's an open discussion. And um, it, gets the, it gets the mind going. You know, I'm constantly now always wanting to do discussions and do things like this because... It's, it's way more interesting <laughs> than you know the alternative, you know. So we hope you guys are really enjoying it because we we love doing this and we love hearing what you have to say about it as well.
0: Absolutely, and also I just want to say thank you to our summer spotlight series um, guests who were with us. Um, what first of all, I think a lot of people really like the summer spotlight series just by seeing some of the comments and and the views and everything. I'm so glad you all really like that. And our, our big purpose for that was to show these uh these amazing musicians who are doing fantastic things who are not the stereotypical in your head oh they're established in their career. They are, you know, 50, 60, 70. They've been doing this for a long time. No. There are young musicians out there who are doing fantastic things, and we just wanted to, you know, shed a little spotlight on them. And so we're so d- just glad that you all enjoyed. I mean, Laura Michael, who were who are some people that you uh, for the summer spotlight series that you were like, oh my gosh, I did not know your story like
2: that. Oh, um, Via Kwong mm-hmm. and soon to be Doctor Shiree Williams. Come on doctor doctor
0: yes yes
2: newly appointed
0: newly, newly appointed, appointed. Yes. Yes. yes oh my gosh yes. um for uh, uh, the people who are watching and following relative pitch we had shiree williams on and he is the newly appointed associate director of bands at the university of georgia go dogs go dogs and so we just we want to just clap 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 for him and Um, everybody else is doing just fantastic things. So make sure you go follow them. Okay. Follow their social medias and just be, be their support system because we are. And so we want to be on their journey as well.
1: I will say uh, Hannah Rudy as well. You know, we got, we got to give it up for our new owl. We got to give it up for our new owl. Like we, girl, we hope you are out there changing lives, giving fresh perspectives. We know like she, she's just a breath of fresh air. I think like having her on, we're just like, oh, we feel cleansed, we feel washed. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. brings a very great energy. Um, that's going to be really great. Uh, for the the KSU school, or the wait, the Doctor Bobby Bailey School of Music. Oh, let me put some yes. respect. all right like, Excuse me.
0: <laughs> yes, and like also, um, I just saw some photos of Jasmine Haversham. She's in a new opera. She was all glammed up. <laughs> And uh, her and her uh, costume looking gorgeous as ever, and I know she sounds absolutely fantastic. So great oh. job for her. Um, and then we also had now Dr. Rebecca Daniel on, um, and I saw really that appointed, she's really appointed as well, director of studies at the University of Utah. Um, I just saw a picture where she was doing. Um, uh, I've been out of the university system for so long now. Uh, chair, placements. Things, chair placements, that's what there are. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Chair that's placements, it. she just posted a picture about that. Um, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, love to see it. And we cannot forget about our one of our partners, and we're so happy for them to be our partner, is Miss Emily, as you know, yeah. she... First of all, I, we just, I have to just say, thank you so much. I hope she is watching because you know what? She has been like a guidance mm-hmm. for us and really? we are actually partnering with her and with Music Fund um, for our upcoming GMEA, uh kind of conference. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but we love to just see what Emily is doing because
2: she's always doing fantastic things. And I will strongly encourage everybody to join our guest village, like be a part of their village and to expand your own village and find people who are willing to stand in your corner, who are willing to fight for you, who are willing to encourage you until the end of time and also push you and always push you to be the best. Because during times like, covid during times like now getting back into the normal swing of everything in school you need that village you need that support system to feel like you can do it at your highest potential like you know you can do it and we all know you can do it but sometimes that faith wavers, and you need people there to help you put it back into place and get you back on the right track of your potential and how to fully reach and explode it
0: Absolutely. Shiree actually said that is, you know, find a lifelong mentor. Whenever you are going to schools, and this goes for anybody in undergraduate or high school right now, when you're looking for a teacher, find somebody who is going to be a lifelong mentor, who is going to be a lifelong person to speak on your behalf. Okay. So that was honestly one of the the strong things that I took away from Shiree over the summer. So
1: yeah, that it's so important and all of our guests like they we call them guests but now they're they're people who now we are more connected to for uh, various reasons. And then we get to go see them, go get their new appointments and go get their new jobs and positions and all these things and it's amazing because you have that next, you know, that new connection with them. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of things with music and the arts in general is so collaborative. And that's why I like it the most is because you can be very individualistic, yes. And we all have our own individual personalities and spirits, but then you bring all those beautiful spirits and personalities together and it makes such, you know just beauty music and other things. And, you know, um, it's, I'm excited and I'm I'm very happy with how things are looking right now, how things have turned. Um, into for us here and uh, yeah we just thank you so I just can't say thank you enough to all of our guests who have been on and because they they constantly support and encourage us to continue doing what we're doing and that's that's the really the biggest thing
2: and I want to encourage our viewers and all of people part of our village to let us know what you want to see like in particular to the spotlight series if you have an idea of what you want to spotlight like interdisciplinary arts people who mix two of them or vocalists like you want to see a lot of vocalists or conductors or young brass players young woodwind players or just young professionals in general music therapy let us know what you want to see and we will fight to make sure you see and hear their story and how it can help you
1: right absolutely because that only expands um, more of our knowledge too so we get to experience this all with you so we want to know um, what everyone's into, you know, these days. But um, though we had some really exciting news for relative pitch in general that we got this summer. So, does anyone want to tell everyone the good news?
2: If they don't, we're going have- to GBA. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just came out there. And just, uh, we going. It, we're it just, going. It's surreal. Gosh. Like I know, I went like as an observer since senior year of high school. Anthony performed. His senior year of high school, and then Lauren, did you go in high school?
1: I went. Uh, no, we, I went uh, freshman year of college. I performed KSU Wind Ensemble, and then our junior year, me and Michael, we did um, uh, KSU Symphony Orchestra. And Anthony, it mm-hmm. was was it your sophomore year? You did yeah, my sophomore year.
2: Yeah,
1: you did chamber. We've been
2: going for so for yeah. four or five years before this point, right? And yeah. now he's sitting where we were looking at. Yeah. Kind of and when we say we're going, we mean we're presenting. Okay.
0: Presenting. presenting. We have been selected to present. And so before, just like we've, we've said, like I, my first time ever going to GMEA was my senior year of high school and, and performing. And I was just like, what is this? What in the world is this?
1: For the people who don't know what GMEA is, okay. um, does anyone want to talk about what GMEA actually is and what it encapsulates?
0: Yeah, so the GMEA stands for the Georgia Music Educator Association in Service Conference, um, and it's basically where all the music teachers, musicians, they go, um, and it is where there's sessions about different topics in the music world. Um, there's a lot of educating going on. Also, there will be uh, schools that have been selected to perform. These are usually, the, you know, the top schools that they have to go through a big process of getting selected. Um, And it it requires a lot. And as a performer, we know what it takes to get up on that stage. And it is just a huge honor. Um, And each state actually has blank MEA. So ours is GMEA, Florida has uh, FMEA, Florida Music Educators, Texas have TMEA. So in each state, there's your state conference. And so being selected for this in our home state, even though we are in three different other states it is still something we hold very highly and it is probably one of our our when we first started was like we want to go here this is like our first thing and for us to do that and we're just in our season two is a big thing for us big thing for us so that's a little bit about um gmea so but if you have any more questions please let us know and we would love to explain because we know gmea quite well
1: yeah. It's it's such a fun thing. Like it's not even. It's the great performances you see of the high schools and the um, some some collegiate performances as well, and then uh, the choirs and everything, and just and all the panels.
0: And it's all. It, it, it's literally everything. It's elementary, it's middle, it's high school, it's college, it is band, it's orchestra, it's uh, choir. It's literally everything um, that you can think about in music. Everybody is there. Music therapy is represented. Musicology is represented. Every facet of music is usually presented at, at this type of conference.
1: Mm-hmm. And so for, for us, let's talk about, I think, uh, more of the panel um, in details about why we chose to do the panel. So the panel that we're doing is titled Pushing for Change from the Inside, Bringing Equity to Middle and High School Bands. And so it's been funny because I've, I've had a lot of people kind of ask, like, so how did you guys choose the the, the panel? And like, what exactly, like, what do, you, what do you mean by equity, bringing equity to middle and high school bands? Um, first of all, it's a panel. So we are going to have a, um, a whole panel. You know, panel of uh, panelists. (laughs) If I say panel one more time, someone stop me. But. so our panelists are um the uga director of or the former uga director of bands who we actually had on here for or had on season one i'm um, dr cynthia johnson turner and she actually just got a point her new appointment this is what i mean we just love seeing it like yeah. she's now the dean um, at the faculty of music music at the wilfrid Laurier university in waterloo ontario so she is going back um over to to canada which is going to be amazing to have her taking all her amazing knowledge and all the things that she's done, taking it somewhere else. So that's an awesome opportunity for her. Um, also, Dutchtown High School Director of Bands, Wilson Gustama, which we're super excited to connect with him for this. Right. Alatuna High School Director of Bands, Cecilia Clark, who I think we all have had an opportunity to meet with and talk, uh, mm-hmm. talk to in the past. Um, and North Cobb High School Director, mm-hmm. Sheldon Frazier, who we now have also added to our village. Yeah. Um, and so sure. these panelists, like, they are, we chose them very specifically, and we think that they all bring certain elements from their specific fields and backgrounds that are going to be really great for this conversation mm-hmm. um, that we're going to be having.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when we were talking, uh, when we were putting it together, because again, we, we've we always wanted to present at GMEA, um, but our thing was, what do we want to present on? And one thing that of relative pitch we talk about and us three, even before relative pitch we've talked about is the equity that has been lacking in the band world um, and music in just general. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know the difference between equality and equity. Um, and I And that's what we want to kind of shed a light on because equality, how I always kind of define it is equality is just giving, okay, here's the same science book read the book, that's it. However, student A might have a tutor at home that is you know, tutoring them on the book that is giving them extra material to understand what's gonna be on the test. While student B don't have that, it is just complete, just the book, that is it. But they are both um, expected to perform at the same level, even though student A has more help. And so equity kind of brings really on now the same field. You have the same amount of extra resources as the regular resource, no matter what. And now you are you are presented. We expect you to have the same thing. And so that's really the difference between our quality and equity. And so when we talk about bands, that's what we want to have inside of our bands. And that's why these four people, uh, we've seen that. They, they exude that, you know, we see them, we see their ensembles, we see, and we hear from their students and they're just like, yes, these are the teachers that do that throughout the year, throughout the multiple years that they've been teaching. And we see that and we want to talk with them and then just kind of expose everybody to how can we do this in this arena?
1: Yeah, it's been a thing that recently, I think, especially with the, um, the racial tension i mean not that we haven't had racial tension in the u.s for forever but especially these this past uh year because being at home having everyone at home and then also having all these things going on everyone's way more aware of it right because we're not do- going about our normal daily lives so it's all in our face all the time and it really i think for a lot of people it made us really sit down and go what are we doing to help this what are we what can we do to help this and um how can I be more aware of what I'm doing in terms of, you know, racial inequality and other things. And so the thing about it is, I mean, it's a beautiful thing now where there are a lot of uh, di- director of bands and professors at universities who are pushing for this. And they understand that there are a way, a lot more, you know, composers who are di- who are diverse, you know, in a, in a way or two, um, whose music they can program, you know, and the idea about, and it's, it's I know a conversation that um, I did have with someone is they were like, oh, well, what if I can't find, you know, music by, you know, a POC minority LGBTQ person, but for middle or high school students. And I was like, well, so one thing that we're going to do and we've begun doing is doing compiling a list of resources where you can find uh, these composers and their um, works by grade level. And you can see, like, what what would fit for your school and everything. Um, so that's something, again, these panelists, this is something that they have resources to that we might not know about. Um, and so it, it's a conversation. You know, we know that in general, there are people who are trying to do more of this. And we're, we're putting it on the stage so you can see more of how how you do this and not even I won't even just get into programming, but in general of how your students feel inside of your classroom Mm. is a huge thing as well do they feel welcomed, do they feel as if they as an individual are appreciated are understood do they see themselves reflected in the music like there's a, so many things you can get into when it went in terms of equi- it's not just one it's a whole it's so many little things that you wouldn't even think about until you encounter it. and anthony you are a middle and high school band director now so i'm sure you're experiencing this a lot more than you would have thought
0: oh absolutely and um literally just this week um uh on tuesday I was walking to my car and there was a dad, he asked me about a child that I had no idea about. And then there was another child in there, but I couldn't see who it was. Um, And then later uh, I see the same dad and he gets out of his car and he's like walking to me and I'm like, oh oh Lord, what's about to go down? And he, his other son comes out and it's one of my students that's in my first big choir. Um, and he tells me, he was like, oh my gosh, you, you're, you're his music teacher and everything. I um, mean, he just come, he came home one day and he was just like, oh my gosh, I love music. This student just moved to my school. Um, and he was like, also dad, guess what? My music teacher, he's black. Which it, it he felt completely seen at that moment to where his dad was like, can we put, also put him in band? Can we, can we you know, he still want to be inquired, but can we put him in band as well? And I was like, yeah, um, I would love that. I mean, come on now. And so it's those little things that you, ne- I mean, I thought about because I am a Black person that grew up through music that didn't see another Black music teacher at all. So uh, I thought about it, but most people that never had my experience never really thought about that. But it's the, the point of being visible and being open for that to actually to, to think about my students. Are they seeing themselves in me? Even if I'm not Black, are they still comfortable enough to be comfortable in my ensemble? And, and that's the thing that we have to think about.
2: And it doesn't stop with, of course, the music that we play is very big, but also the guest you bring in the instructors that you bring in, the people you choose to help teach your students mm-hmm. is a huge part. Also the art that you show them and the multifacets of art that you show them. Like it does, it doesn't always have to be band music. doesn't always have to be orchestra music. It doesn't have to be choir. You can show them art. You can show them pop culture. You can show them all different facets to so, show that they can connect things that are in their personal life to this. And show that this can be as new and as, I don't know, as relevant as some people want to say. Because if we, we have to bring relevance sometimes to show these kids like, oh, wow, yes. What you is, this is new now. This was new back then. This is why it was new. Now this is why it's new now. So it's like you can show them all these different ways through different mediums of art. And it can, it just means a lot to students.
1: Yeah. And that's been a conversation. I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, repertoire selection for various levels of ensembles before. And we've, mm-hmm. you know, we I always have ha- had the opinion that orchestras specifically um, have a very small, uh, central repertoire. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's about the same. If I go to a symphony orchestra concert, I would expect to hear an overture, maybe by, I don't know. Uh, let's say a male European dead white dude. And then um, I'll expect <laughs> to hear a concerto by a European white male who is also dead. And then right. usually a huge piece um, by a dead white by man. By a dead European white man. And what I mean, the, the thing about it is you have to say it because it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it's just the truth behind it is if you had a concert of Stravinsky, Brahms, Beethoven, you're not going to blink an eye. You're going to be like, yep right mm. but then but then here's my problem is that's considered a normal concert but then you'll have a night of female composers a night of black comp- what are you doing okay.
0: and a night of, of of african-american composers in february the only, only time
1: only, only in february the
0: only time in
1: February. A, a, a jazz and sp- no you know what they'll put a gershwin actually in Ooh. february Let me stop, but you know what I'm saying all right? so there The thing about it is, we understand That at some point in history, those things Were, let's say, revolutionary, they were new That makes sense, but the problem Is, is Instead of taking those and Incorporating them into what's happening new What's happening is, the Middle 85% of What orchestras and ensembles are Playing, are things that were Done, what, before the 1900s um and then now that stuff the the stuff past 1900s and that are new 20th, 20 and 20th and 21st century um don't get looked at as much or they're considered ooh, oh this is exotic or this is this and this is that and it's not taken as seriously mm-hmm. i have a huge problem with that and the i the you know again equity and being able to say that you're actually diverse because having one concert of female composers that don't do it that actually looks worse. I'd rather you just didn't do it than try to do that. Um, and so anyway, you can see that we have a lot of opinions on these subjects. And so it's going to be really great. To have a panel discussion where you know we're going to ask the audience you know to send us questions too, so they can ask us some things that maybe they're educators and they're like I want to do more in terms of that, but I just don't know where to start. And we we and we think by being selected that the you know the count whoever the who chooses the panels and the performers really thought this is something that we think a lot of the majority of the people who are going to attend this conference can really learn from and take something from. Mm-hmm. um so you don't want to miss it I don't want to miss it I'm gonna be there and I'm like I'm so excited like it's gonna be also
0: and another thing we are hoping to film this and it would actually be released on our YouTube so stay tuned if you cannot catch it in person you can catch it virtually through YouTube so no matter what you can watch it
1: Exactly. And so I guess we should also dive into um, what we're doing to get to GMEA. So um, we mentioned Emily Ang earlier, who is the founding um, executive director of Lith Music Fund. And uh, we have done something in collaboration with them where we are... Doing a fundraising recital is going to be virtual, make it easier for everybody um, via Facebook Live. And this is going to be in order for us to um, raise money for us to get to GMA in terms of travel expenses and everything else that goes into that. And also donations will also be given to uh, Lift Music Fund's Mission Fund, which is always wonderful. And we always love we've been a panelist for I'm actually a panelist this month, a judge for the the um, uh funds that they give to the students and everything and that's always a great thing so it's just so great and so this recital is actually uh thursday september 16th at 7 p.m est that's eastern standard time and it's going to be via facebook live go check our website the link to that and the gofundme is on there so please uh do the i think we have a 2500 hundred dollar goal um that we want to meet so please any donation no matter how how if you think it's small doesn't matter it's something to us so please consider uh consider giving that but this fundraising recital is so it's a huge blend of, yes. of, of people and styles and so I'm pretty excited about it to see I'm,
0: I am so excited because just I've already heard a couple of the recordings and everything and I'm like this is going to be very good very very good so y'all are y'all are in for a treat y'all are definitely in for
2: a treat
1: absolutely so make sure you check that out i'm sure we'll uh advertise it more uh later on throughout before up until obviously the the actual recital but we hope you can join us for that as well um and yeah i'm just huh, i'm proud of us i'm proud of the point that we where we we, we are at now and um all the amazing things that we're getting to do, and you know, um, something I did want to mention because this was something that was uh, a big thing within the, the music community is the passing of conductor maestro Michael Morgan. Um, for those of you who uh, may not know who Michael Morgan was, is he was he was someone who obviously inspired a lot of people. Um, I whenever he his passing was announced. That was all I saw on my Facebook page um, from various musicians especially especially the musicians of color when you have a conductor and a music director who it's vis- again visibility it's this topic of visibility seeing someone seeing a, a black conductor who he I mean he has so many accolades that I can't even describe but all his performances with the top symphony orchestras his work with George Salty and I'll just it's it's so much and to have someone like that At the top of our field and inspiring as many musicians as he's did. um, That's a loss. It's a loss um, for the community. And you could just tell whenever someone goes like that, you can tell you don't really even understand how many people who he has who he's touched through music and through just him being the mentor that he um, that he was. And so we just want to like, you know, just pay um, respect to to Maestro Morgan and everything and uh, please like go go look at all the gr- amazing things that he has done, um and the orchestras and ensembles that he has worked with. Um, I think he's he worked with Sphinx, uh a lot as well, um Oakland as well, and just so so many others. He was guest conductors for. So, um just wanted to say and that and everything.
0: I want to read you um, something that he said one time that when I read it I was like wow this is this will touch a lot of people. So he said, um, being a classical musician, being a conductor, being black, being gay, Mm. all of these things put you on the outside and each one puts you a little further out than the last one. You get accustomed to constructing your own world because there are not a lot of clear paths to follow and not a lot of people that are just like you. Mm. And so we talk about visibility. And we talk about um, how there's not paths for people that are Black, people who are gay, people who really are that intersectionality of it all, women conductors, women musicians, anybody um, that is not the stereotypical musicians, how there's not a clear path for us. But we are always told, oh, you, you need to do it in this order. That's how you get success. And I think this is what um, us, we three have been talking about a lot over the summer is that we aren't gonna follow anybody else's guidelines because we and ourselves, we do not fit that clear path. We are not the status quo that people have done in the past. Um, and so we are making our own way. I've, and that's the where I have really kind of come to terms with um, and just seeing how Michael Morgan really talked about that, uh, how he made his own path for him and and garnered a lot of success during his lifetime. Um, is very, very inspirational for all of us. And so to you, follow your own path. Do not look at somebody like, oh, I need to do exactly what they did because that's exactly what I want. Because most likely would not work for you. Find what works for you and do what is best for you.
2: And find a mentor and people who will push you to create your own path. And that will help you create and find ideas to create your own path. Because we're in an age, in a time where we can expand more boundaries. Like, yes, the traditional pathways still exist. The jobs in the traditional pathways still exist, Mm -hmm. but are harder to obtain. And it is starting to become a time where you need to create your own career and really make the most of it, and you can still have a career in music. No one is saying you cannot have a career in music. What is happening is we need to start making new paths so we can keep music alive and keep it evolving.
1: Absolutely. And the field is changing. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. You know, look at all the things that have come out of just doing a podcast. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right,
0: Right.
1: um, It's It's a great thing. And the thing about it is, Make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are encouraging you of doing these things. I've never, you know, all the mentors that I've had, all the friends that I've had are like, wow, that sounds crazy, but you can do it. You know, it's like, I've never heard of that before. I've never Mm -hmm. heard of a concept like that, but... If you are passionate about it, if you are go about it in a way you're organized, you do all the things you're supposed to, you're going to find that you can find success in whatever you do, whatever you put your mind into. If it's not, my mom always used to say, if you don't see it being done, then you do it, you know, and that is something that I think we are really big about and um, yeah, it's just this it's it's your it's yours make it yours you don't even though your mentors like they are mentors right and we love what they're doing we don't have to they don't want you to follow their path exactly they may be like no you are more capable of doing this than i was you know go your own thing find your own way um and fill your village with people who are going to encourage you to do that
2: Mm -hmm. very
0: genuinely
1: they're genuinely exactly exactly but we really hope that um, this has been a great uh, just recap of what's been happening and just getting everyone ready and excited for season two. I cannot believe I'm saying season two. Oh my goodness. But
2: um, we have some
1: amazing guests. Oh my gosh. I am super excited about our guest list. This uh, oh my gosh, this season.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. So y'all stay tuned. Honestly, just stay tuned. As you can see, we're so happy um, for what's coming next. And also, please let us know what you want to hear us talk about. You know, uh, send us some topics, send us, you know, if you find an article that you think is interesting, send it to us. All of our links down below, send it to us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and we would love to just talk about it. So Mm -hmm. please, please, please stay active with us, because we promise you we are going to be talking, talking, and talking. So, we ain't going nowhere.
1: Not. Nope.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. So thank you again for, for you know, listening to us. And welcome to season two. We hope that you stay. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.